0: The public meetings held in the Town Hall to discuss what the community want for West Bank were well attended. Over 500 people took part. And professionally run, the Scottish Government had provided a grant of £12,000 to ensure it would be a quality event. There were consultants on hand to help everyone understand the various options on show, and people were encouraged to vote on a range of visions of what the area might look like in an ideal future. The event was run by Action West Bank, part of the wider Action Porte organization. And as Tommy Black, one of the volunteers who helped make the event happen, explains, they had a very clear objective.
1: We were trying to conduct a process of of meaningful and in-depth consultation with local people and find out what their wishes and priorities are for the West Bank site. This is a piece of public land and if it is going to be sold and if there is going to be development on it, we think that needs to be guided by local people's, as I say, wishes and priorities. So we were looking to engage folk and see if there was a set of themes that came out of that piece of engagement that could ultimately be distilled into a community-led design brief for that site but something that was really quite important about
0: this is you got Scottish government money in order to hold this so that actually will give the City of Edinburgh Council pause for thought if that kind of support
1: is behind it the Scottish government's making Places initiative provided the funds to design and run the event and employ consultants to help us with that And certainly we see it as a sign of support. And really I think what the Scottish Government are looking for from that funding is examples of high-quality, community-led design events that could then be shown as examples of good practice. So yes, we, we think it is something that hopefully the Council will set up and take notice of and engage with now. Right. As a result of the sessions that you held, give
0: me an idea of the kind of thinking that local people here have, about what they want for this site?
1: Well, we have still to do a detailed analysis of all the data that we gathered on across those two days, and there were three example designs produced, and they are are just example designs, and we'll try and distill from that the key features that might go into a site design brief. But, for example, there was clear support for no overshadowing of the promenade, a wide linear park, along the Figgott Burn, joining the High Street and the Promenade. Increased, not just replacement of, but increased sports and leisure facilities. There was certainly some support for housing along West Bank Street and the top of the High Street, and there was also support for some business units as well. So a mixed-use site seems to be favoured.
0: That is really important because there isn't enough in the way of mixed-use sites within Portobello.
1: No, absolutely. Personally speaking, I think there's a lack of things to do if you are aged, say, 10 to 16. Our hope is that there will be a mixture of formal and informal leisure uses at the site and some civic spaces for people to hold, perhaps performances, or, or just to hang out with their families and their friends. During the course of the weekend, you gave people various sheets and
0: charts which they could actually express themselves. How well do you th- felt that worked?
1: I think it worked pretty well. We had um, a set of sheets of paper up on display boards that people could write on post-its what they felt in response to two questions. One was, what's your wish for the site? And the other was, what does the community need from the site? And they could be quite different. So we, we, we gathered a lot of data from, from those questions, six I think A0 sheets, as I say. And then there was about 50 or 60 inspiring images of spaces and public realm and and urban environment. And we were gathering information on which were the most favoured in terms of the themes. And we gathered a lot of information on that. People used sticky dots to show their favourites. And finally, we had a bit of evaluation around the event itself and what people felt the event achieved and how it was run. And that received some really positive feedback, so we're glad about that.
0: Okay, so what is going to happen with all this information you've gathered?
1: So the information will be written up into a report by our consultant, Nick Wright, Planning, who's very experienced in these things, and it will be submitted to the council, including officers and councillors, and we hope that that report will influence their decision around the sale of the site. In particular, we're hopeful that they will halt the current process and go back out to market with this community-led design brief.
0: How hopeful are you about that? Because you at the moment, have the support of all four of the local councillors?
1: That's right. As far as we're aware, we have the support of all four councillors. We're getting some indications that the Finance and Resources Committee, who are initially considering the sale of this site, are thinking of deferring that decision, and we very much hope that the council will engage with us further. We're here and we're ready to work in collaboration with them. So if the consultant is putting together a report... Are you hopeful
0: that the decisions about the capital receipt that the council might get will be
1: less important than the design? This is public land and what we think the right way around for the process to be run should be is that it's a design-led exercise. So you decide what outcomes you want from the site, create a design brief. There will hopefully be a mixture of public good outcomes and private housing on there we know there's housing needed in edinburgh but that that decision around the design will be set first before there's a discussion about how much the council might get out of of that sale and what kind of capital receipt they might get so we think it should be that way around design brief first see how the market responds and then see what the capital receipt might be and we think there needs to be a, a compromise there the way it's been done up to date it's been you know, go out to market with very little in terms of a design brief and really, you know, focused purely on housing.
0: Does it help, therefore, that you had something like 500 people speaking, maybe not with one voice, but more of a sense of community, that you actually do have an argument to take to the council?
1: Yes, there were over five hundred people attended over the two days and certainly there are different voices and there was there was a strong voice for leisure only. There were even some voices saying don't sell the site. So it would be naive and incorrect to assume that there's one cohesive voice there. But I think councils can be wary about engaging with communities because communities are messy and it, it's sometimes difficult to find out, you know, whether there is a consensus and whether or not you're going to end up with a, a vociferous campaign against what the council's trying to do. So we hope that what we did at this weekend, at the event over the weekend, is show that we are willing to be reasonable, practical, compromising, but also that we're here to be worked with and there are certain things that we don't think we should compromise on around what the site should produce.
0: The first meetings to decide the fate of the West Bank site were due to take place shortly, but as Tommy suggested, it looks like the council may postpone them so that the ideas put forward by the community and the report now being prepared can be properly taken into consideration. This whole episode is a long way from being over.